I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Welcome back to Carter and Lowry. I'm Dean Lowry, and uh, we are back for episode number 54, and I'm here, obviously, with Sam Carter uh, for our Thanksgiving kind of special. I know it's not on Thanksgiving, but it's Thanksgiving week. We're going to talk about some NFL Thanksgiving games. Um, but first, my question of the day, Sam, is um, what is your favorite thing just about you know Thanksgiving in general? Um, I mean, it's kind of cliche, but I enjoy being around my family, um, especially now that my sister's in college. So she gets to come home, and it's always good to see her. So I definitely enjoy that aspect. Okay. And uh, I got to say, you know, kind of the same thing. Uh, but we always really get into the uh, football games, you know. I feel like a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, you know, kind of not rivalry, but, you know, we usually pick a side in our family. You know, every person's got a side. People really get into it. Um, so it's a lot of fun. But we'll talk about those games later on. But first, let's talk about some college football and uh, the big results from last week around uh, the top 25. And first, we've got to start off with number four, Ohio State, absolutely demolishing number seven, Michigan State. Um, you know, Sam, uh, what happened here? Um, I think Michigan State forgot there was a game. I think there was a lot of um, outside drama when it comes to um, Michigan State with hiring or re-signing their coach. Um, but I think the ultimate thing is, is that Ohio State is just better than Michigan State, and that is obvious due to a 56-7 to final score. Uh, that's pathetic by Michigan State. So, yeah. And uh, moving on uh, to a close uh, result. Um, I messed this up on our uh, document sheet here, uh, but Alabama barely speaking out, 42-35. Uh, uh, I ask again, uh, do you think that Alabama is vulnerable? Um, you know, we're going to talk about the Iron Bowl game later on. Um, but you think they're vulnerable uh, in, in the SEC championship overall uh, because of this close result against Arkansas? Um, I would say they're very vulnerable. I would, I think that if Georgia and Alabama played today, I think that Georgia would be favored. Um, but I think as we look at the Iron Bowl, I don't really give Auburn a chance to win that game. Um. Because, you know, they just lost to South Carolina, one of the worst teams mm. ever. So, yeah. Mm. And uh, the other result, um, very shocking, uh, number 24 Utah dominating number three Oregon, 38-3, to uh, essentially knocking out uh, the Pac-12. Uh, Sam, uh, did you expect this to happen to an Oregon team that had been very solid throughout the season? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it was unexpected, but I didn't necessarily think it was going to happen. I'm not totally surprised. Um, I think Utah did this to them a few years previous in the uh, Pac-12 championship game. Um, but, you know, I think that it, it just shows that you have to win week to week and, and, and dominate if you want to be a playoff team. All right. And, uh, you know, Looking ahead to next week, obviously the big game. You got number two Ohio State at number five Michigan. 
uh, the game uh, will basically determine, you know, who is going to uh, make the college football playoff uh, out of the Big Ten. Uh, Sam, who you got in this game? Um, you know, I really want Michigan to win this game, but after the performance of Ohio State's offense against Michigan State, I mean, I I can't, uh, I I just I just can't pick anyone but Ohio State in this game. Um, it doesn't seem logical to do so. Um, I, I agree with you. I think Ohio State's offense is just going to be too good, um, but I do want Michigan to win. Uh, we talked about the Iron Bowl a little bit. I agree with Sam. You know, Auburn, I think, essentially has no chance. Uh, you got number 10 Oklahoma at number 7 Oklahoma State. I don't think that's going to matter. Um, some other college football playoff you know, news. Uh, Cincinnati moved up into the top four, still undefeated, um, but some close results. And uh, Ohio State, as I mentioned, is number two in the country. Michigan is five. Notre Dame is sixth. So they're still lurking around, looking to snag a spot if Alabama drops a game in the, in the Iron Bowl or the SEC Championship. They are still lurking at 10-1, uh, so a lot to look forward to uh, with the decision process. But now, Sam, let's uh, give uh, your now-ranked Clemson Tigers a moment to shine. Uh, tell us what they did this week. Um, we beat the number 10 Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Uh, I mean, it was just the performance that I think all Clemson fans have been waiting for this season. It wasn't perfect, but it was probably the best that we saw thus far. Um, you know, I think we exposed Wake. I think we showed what their weaknesses are, um, as did Carolina. Not to the magnitude that Clemson did. Um, Agreed. But I think that, you know, Clemson is the better team, and I think that you know, this is how this team is supposed to play, given the players on the team, uh, not what we've seen all season. Um, so, you know, I think that we're about where we should be. And uh, North Carolina, you know, coming in, you know, just kind of dominating. Uh, Wofford, I didn't even watch this game. It was a 34-13, to you know, a good win. Uh, now we're bowl eligible. Um, so that's nice. Um, but the rivalry game next week at NC State, that's on Friday at 7. Um, but just to give you the scenario, if Wake beats Boston College at Boston College, they're in the ACC Championship. If Wake loses, Clemson will be the ACC Championship. Um, Sam, how are you feeling about uh, Clemson's champion- chances uh, to make the ACC Championship? Um, I don't know. I think it's tough um, just because Boston College is a bad team. And they – are not likely to beat Wake Forest. Um, plus, Carolina would would have to beat NC State too um, for Clemson to make it. Okay. So I I don't I don't it's it's not looking good. But you know we beat Wake, so I think that we've done all that we can do. Um, so we just kind of see where the chips fall. All right, and uh, Sam, any final thoughts here for college football? Nope. All right, that's going to do it for this segment. We'll be right back with a little Thanksgiving special for the NFL. And now it's time for the you know most special week of the NFL regular season, uh, Thanksgiving week. We together around yearly and watch the Lions lose every year and the Cowboys try to win and then lose a close game and then some other random game. But uh, we are excited for Thanksgiving 
But first, we need to talk about our team's performances last week. So, Sam, why don't you take us uh, through the Steelers' uh, week last week? Okay. Um, it was a loss uh, to the Chargers, 37-41. to It's a tough one just because it was so close. Um, you really have to win the close games uh, when it comes to the NFL. Um, third in the AFC North now. Uh, our Our playoff hopes, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough way to go out. You know, the Steelers, they came, you know, they tie up the game. Um, but LA just had too much. Justin Herbert looked great in that game. Um, but uh, looking at the Panthers, you know, the Cam comeback story falls short uh, to Taylor Heineke. He played a great game against the best defense in the league. Pulled up 27, and that was too much uh, for Carolina's 21. Clam played a pretty good game. Uh, now third in the NFC South and uh, looking uh, outside, looking in, in, looking in from the outside on the playoff picture. And, uh, you know, for this week's uh, Fantasy Free-For-All, we have a bit of a uh, special occasion, don't we, Sam? Because we played each other. And, uh, Sam, why don't, you just, uh, why don't you just describe what happened in your, uh, in your uh, loss this week? Um, well, just... Weak performances, you know, from all of my players, except for Mike Evans. He had a decent game, and, and Chris Godwin, too. Um, but my kicker, negative two, that never helps. Josh Allen had a lackluster game with two interceptions. Uh, you know, there's not much to talk about. Yeah, and, you know, a lot on the line here, you know, Sam, you know, was, uh, you know, very far ahead in his division, now tied uh, with our our, our friend uh, Jason Reimer, who came on, talked about the Braves, he is tied at the top of his division, and, uh, you know, I might not come in last after losing seven in a row, so, you know, you love to see it, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll update you next week, um, but now it is time to talk about a little bit of Thanksgiving football, and, you know, Sam... You know, before we get started here, just tell me, you know, before, you know, obviously I hope you've been looked at the games in too much detail because I'm kind of randomly firing at you. Which kind of game, you know, the noon game, the 4 o'clock game, and the 8 o'clock game, what game uh, suits your fancy really? Which one's the one that's your favorite to watch? Um, it's got to be the noon game just because, you know, I'm just getting to my grandparents' house and, you know, we turn the TV on and we get to see the Lions, you know, <laughs> Maybe get close to winning a game. Maybe get blown out. You never know. Um, but I just love that noon spot, you know. Mm. And the Lions will play this year, as you know. They are 0-9-1. and uh, Couldn't even make it 0-10 because of that tie to the Steelers. They'll play the Bears, who are 3-7. and This is a terrible game. Uh, it holds no significance um, whatsoever. Um, but it's on Thanksgiving, so people will watch it. And uh, you got the next game. You got the Raiders who are at five and five against the Cowboys, who are seven and three. Uh, Sam, who do you like in this one? Um, I got to go with the Cowboys, just because. I mean, you know, there's no really. I, I I'm really just looking at record, um, but I've seen the Cowboys play a little bit, and I've also seen a little bit of the Raiders. Um, but I'm just I'm just thinking this is the Cowboys' year to win a Thanksgiving game. Yeah, finally, um, they have a huge lead in the division. 
And then the uh, nightcap is uh, Bills versus Saints. Um, Sam do the uh, Saints and, uh, you know, whatever quarterback they have now because you know, the shifting and Jameis Winston uh, being out, uh, do they stand any chance against the Bills uh, in New Orleans? Um, I think they stand a slight chance depending on how Josh Allen plays. Um, he's kind of had weak performances as of recent. Um but I'm still, still, if I was picking or if I was betting, I would, I would still go with the Bills. All right, Sam, any final thoughts on this uh, Thanksgiving segment? Nope. All right, let's do it for our NFL segment, and we'll be right back with the NBA. All right, welcome back to Cordon Lowry, and uh, we are back uh, with an exciting segment for the Hornets. And uh, they went three and one this week, so uh, great job, Hornets. You know, a tough, pretty tough week, honestly. And they performed well. They're now 11 and 8, fifth in the Eastern Conference, um, but holding on to a slight lead over a lot of teams. So, got to keep it up in this next week. Uh, but they beat the Wizards, the Pacers, lost the Hawks um, after a portion game. And then last night, uh, they beat the Wizards. And uh, Sam, give us uh, your player of the week this week. My player of the week this week has got to be Terry Rogier, who had a slow start to the season coming off his injury. But he's just been really turning it on uh, these past few games. So, and, and, you know, 32 last night in a little playground move or whatever he calls it. Um, but, you know, it's, lo- it's looking good for the Hornets. So I'm really right. hyped. And next week uh, on Wednesday, they'll play at the Magic. And then they'll come home on Friday to play the Timberwolves and the Rockets. And then they will – go to the United Center on Monday. Um, Sam, I know you love the Bulls this year, um, but give us your goal this week for how many wins you expect the Hornets to get. Um, I think that after the week we just had, I think that we can go at bet. Like, I think we really could go 4-0, but I'm going to look at it realistically and say 3-1 and with the loss okay. to the Bulls uh, just because – that offense is pretty lethal, um, but no, is Vucevic still out? Um, he might be back for the game. It's kind of touch and go at this point. Well, assuming that he is back, I think that that will be a loss. So, but I think we should beat the Magic, the T Wolves, and hopefully the Rockets. So, three and one is my goal. Yeah, interesting fact, um, in their first season with the Bulls, after 17 games, uh, DeMar DeRozan actually has more points uh, than Michael Jordan did through his first 17 games. Obviously, he was a rookie then, uh, but impressive nonetheless. He's averaging 27 points this year, and he's just been awesome uh, with Zach Levine. Great duo in the backcourt. And uh, let's take you through the top dogs in each conference. you got the Nets at 13-5, and those Chicago Bulls at 12-6, and uh, the Miami Heat at 11 and 6, and the Washington Wizards at 11 and 8. At the Hornets, handed them two losses this week. Sam, what's going on out west? So out west, the Golden State Warriors still in first at 15 and 2. The Phoenix Suns coming in at second at 14 and 3. Then the Jazz coming in in third at 9 and 4. Then the Clippers in fourth at 10 and 7. Yeah, you know, Phoenix has been red hot. They've won 13 straight games. Um, Chris Paul is playing at an unbelievable level, not scoring that much, distributing the ball just unbelievably. And uh, we're bringing you a new kind of, not segment, but a little part. Uh, you know, my name is Dean Lowry, and uh, I'm making the Dean's List 
uh, some games you'll be looking out for nationally this week. And, uh, it, well, it is a catchy name for a kind of part of a segment. Um, some pretty uh, lackluster uh, national TV games this week. Uh, but n- tomorrow night, you got some pretty solid ones. you got the Nets at the Celtics. Um, obviously, you know, little it would be a return for Kyrie, but Kyrie, you know, isn't playing basketball or whatever right now. Um, but, you know, a good game overall. And, you know, the Celtics are really are at a critical point of their season, you know, with Jason Tatum uh, playing, you know, pretty well as of late. And they're kind of on the rise. Um, you know, I know a Celtics fan, and he's saying, you know, if we could just keep turning it around, um, they'll be able to, you know, sort of make their run um, because they're kind of staying at 500 right now. And you got the 76ers at the Warriors, and the Warriors have just been awesome to watch this year. And, you know, in the next couple of weeks, to get Clay Thompson back, that'll be just incredible. And, uh, you know, it'll be just awesome to watch. And, uh, Sam, we got to talk about LeBron this week and what I'm going to call the elbow uh, between the Pistons player Isaiah Stewart. Um, the Pistons were shooting a free throw. The free throw was made. And LeBron threw an elbow into his Isaiah Stewart's face. Uh, he bled. He tried to fight LeBron. LeBron was suspended in one game uh, tonight uh, against the Knicks. And, uh, Sam, was this a dirty play? Or, uh, you, like, do you think he deserved to be suspended for what he did? Um, I mean, I think that, that I mean, it's kind of tough because I don't think he meant any malice by it. Um, I think that it's just part of the game. It was definitely a foul. and But I, I think suspending him a game is a little excessive. Um, but, you know, I think... I think LeBron has this thing in his head that he's above all the other players in the league, which he's not. I think that the rules apply to everybody. And it is nice to see him get suspended too. So mm. I think that maybe whether he deserved it or not, it's nice to see that that even the quote-unquote best player in the league uh, can get suspended too. And uh, while there were no actual punches thrown, uh, this was quite a tussle uh, in the scene. And now, you know, two weeks in a row we've had uh, a fight talk on Corden Lowry. And uh, where do these two compare? Uh, which, you know, between the Jokic fight and uh, this kind of fight, uh, which one do you think was better in your eyes? Um, you know, I got to go with the Jokic fight just because, you know, there was some actual physicality there. It was not just talking. Um, you know, uh, that, like, that, uh, Jokic fight was very entertaining. Um, I feel like the LeBron fight was just, I was the whole time trying to figure out what even happened. Um, and then there were no punches thrown, no shoulders. Um, so I got to go with the Jokic fight. I agree with you. Um, you know, I wish that Isaiah Seward, you know, he confronted him straight up and uh i wish he'd just gotten a shot in on lebron um yeah. you know it would have been great to see obviously you know you don't want lebron to get hurt because you know i i think he deserves to finish out you know, kind of the last chapter of his career and trying to chase michael jordan um but you know first time that he you know has ever been suspended in his career and uh let's see how the lakers react they're down to the knicks right now um but obviously you know you know the result we don't um but you will see how things change with this Lakers team, who just had a crazy ride as of the first quarter of this season. Uh, but, Sam, any final thoughts? Nope. All right, we'll be right back with college basketball.
All right, welcome back to college basketball and a rough week for the Tar Heels. Uh, but first, let's go over uh, some of the ranked teams of the ACC. And there's just one now. Uh, number five is the Duke Blue Devils um, coming in at now 5-0 uh, and in this uh, new standings. Obviously, they won against the Citadel yesterday, so I guess they're technically 6-0. and But in the rankings, 5-0 and and uh, looking good. Uh, Palo Banchero bounced back after that uh, you know, assisted DUI. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, but the Tar Heels uh, had a rough week, losing to number six Purdue and number seventeen Tennessee. Um, so they dropped from the rankings. Um, I don't know if that was justified, being in two single-digit games against uh, two teams in the top fifteen now. Um, but you know, whatever you want, you know, it's we can make it up because you know, we got to play Michigan uh, coming up. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but next week, just one game. Um, you know. Against UNC Asheville. All right, Sam, why don't you hit us with uh, our goal for this week? Uh, only the one game against UNC Asheville, uh, but what's your uh, goal for the Tor Heels this week? Um, I think that we have to go 1-0. and um, If we lose to UNC Asheville, then it's – I don't know what to say. Um, mm. But we got to win, you know. All right, and this just in, as of now, at the time of this recording, the Tar Heels have won. So, uh, great prediction. Uh, the yeah. head wins, 72-53. Um, you know, uh, Armando Baycott bounced back with 22 points, uh, 8 for 14 shooting. And, uh, yeah, great prediction by Sam. You know, you know, exciting stuff. Um, but we'll be looking forward to the mission game, you know, next week. Uh, so, not a lot to report on. Um, for college basketball in next week. But, you know, we got to talk about tonight, the big matchup. You got number one Gonzaga against number two UCLA. The final four rematch, um, mostly the same teams. Obviously, Jalen Suggs left for the NBA, and Chet Holmgren, uh, the uh, number one recruit, replaced him. But the same starting five for UCLA. And, uh, Sam, you know, you obviously watched a lot of UCLA last year. And uh, you've seen Gonzaga. last year and uh, who do you like in this one um i gotta go with the bruins um mm. just because this is an experienced team they went to the final four last year there's not as many final four players on the on gonzaga as there were when these two teams last played um so i gotta go with johnny juzang and the UCLA Bruins in this game. Yeah, this game is in Las Vegas um, for a little, I think it's like the something classic, but Dick Vitale will be back on the mic um, after uh, his bout with cancer uh, is continuing. He's doing chemotherapy, so glad to see him back. You know, Sam apparently doesn't like him, um, but, you know, actually, let's dive into this podcast. Let's dive into that. Why do you have a grudge against Dick Vitale? Um, his voice is annoying. I mean, obviously, I respect him for what he's done, mm. but his his voice, oh my gosh, I, I just cannot stand, and he's a dookie, and <laughs> oh man, it's just, if he's calling the Duke Carolina game, I mute it. He's, okay. I don't need to hear this. I don't need to hear Dick Vitale talking about, you know, I just, uh, man. Well, I uh, hope we hear, him. yeah, 
we hope we hear a couple America tonight. Um, but you know, great uh, that he's back. And uh, you know, Sam, one for one tonight. So maybe it'll be two for two. Uh, that game is at ten o'clock. If you somehow are super speed and listen to the Cardinal podcast on two times speed as soon as it comes out, um, the game will happen at ten o'clock. But most likely, it's already happened. Uh, so we'll see how Sam does. But Sam, any final thoughts? Nope. All right, that's gonna do it for Cardinal Larry this week. You know, from us next Tuesday. Thank you.